Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Go with me to John chapter 12. I really, really, really felt to go here just based on what is happening here this morning. Concerning the lifestyle of worship. And uh, what we see here is just an amazing story. And I want to show you something here based on really what was happening here this morning and what we were speaking into. But John John chapter 12, verse 1. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There, he, there they made him a supper, and Martha was served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary, who is another sister of Lazarus, took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, or an alabaster box of perfume, liquid nard, very expensive, says the Amplified, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil or the perfume. Everyone say the fragrance. You know, we were talking about fragrance here this morning. The fragrance of worship. I mean, Mary's worship, think about this. There's a room full of people. There's other people sitting at the table. In terms of what's happening, if you think about it, in terms of what's happening, it's time to eat dinner. Martha is preparing dinner. Lazarus is sitting at the table. Who knows what they're talking about, you know? Oh, yeah, I came out of that grave with grave clothes, you know? Remember that, huh? And then there's other disciples there. Yeah, we, we remember. That was what a miracle that was, you know. And there's other people in the, ro- in the room, in the house. But Mary is just doing her thing. Mary is just doing her own thing, if you think about this. I mean, she just made the decision, this is going to be my time. This is going to be my opportunity. And I'm going to seize it. I'm going to grab a hold of this because Jesus is at the table. And I, wanna, I don't want to just eat a meal with him and chit-chat. I want to worship him. So the whole house is fra- filled with the fragrance of this perfume, which is, we hear that it's very costly, very expensive. So worship has a fragrance. The presence of God has a fragrance. The gospel has a fragrance. Amen. When you broke open, amen. When you personally are broken open before the Lord, your heart's broken open and you break open your Life, you break open the valuable things in your life, and something amazing happens when you break open the Word of God. You know, there's a story of Jesus after the resurrection. He appeared to some of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and then Bible says he broke open the Word to them for them to understand. And then later on, they realize and they said was not our hearts burning within us when he was breaking open the word, you know. So she broke open this alabaster box of perfume, this very costly oil, and poured it at the feet of Jesus, wiping his feet with her hair. Can you imagine doing that, ladies, at a dinner table? She didn't care. She didn't care. But in the midst of all of this, you have this other person But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples who was about to betray him, because so, you know, if he's at the point of betrayal, something is already 
wrong in his heart, and it's been wrong for a while. You know, his heart's become corrupted for, for a while now. It didn't happen overnight. It was a slippery slope. But it's like this occasion just really also broke open his heart. Do you understand me? What was in his heart got exposed. He says, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii, a year's wages for an ordinary workman, and that money given to the poor, the destitute? Now, he did not say this because he cared for the poor, because he was a thief, having the money bag, the money box, the purse of the 12. He took for himself what was put in it, pilfering the collections. But look at this. Look at Jesus' response. But Jesus said, let her alone. Let her alone. It was intended that she should keep it for the time of my preparation for burial. She has kept it that she might have it for the time of my embalming. Now, if you know the story, they had to take the body of Jesus down from the cross because the sun was setting and the Sabbath was about to begin. So they did not have time to prepare his body for burial. They had to rush him to a borrowed grave. A man named Joseph of Arimathea allowed him to use his grave. It's a, do you understand me? Because that's a family grave site, family burial site. So it was only borrowed. It was a borrowed tomb. And on the morning of resurrection, which would be the day after the Sabbath on the third day, because they would not be able to go there on the Sabbath, the, the women rushed there. And Mary was there also. The women rushed there for the embalming. So they could pour perfume on his dead body but he wasn't about to have perfume poured on a dead body a corpse because we have the shaking and the tomb and the stone rolled away and the angel of the Lord comes and sits on the stone and then he says why do you seek the living among the dead so you can pour perfume on something dead it's dead it's not going to change anything might just remove the stink for a little bit, but it's still dead. But she got to pour oil on Jesus while he was still alive. And Jesus said that this gospel of the kingdom, wherever this gospel of the kingdom is preached, this woman will be remembered for what she has done. So you have to understand, it's not everything we do is just breaking open an alabaster box of perfume and pouring it on Jesus. Everything we do in life, our worship, our giving, our serving, Everything comes out of that pouring out at the feet of Jesus. Even, even at the site of criticism, because you can see now Judas is making a stink, but thank God, you know, the oil, the perfume, the fragrance of the perfume is greater than his stink. Because his heart at this point stinks. So you have the fragrance of worship that filled the entire room. Not only that, that, that costly perfume, and if you know anything about perfume, the costly, the really, really expensive, the really rare costly perfume will stay on you for days. And this was the week leading into his passion. So when, when the soldiers were whipping him, that perfume was still there. When the soldiers cast lots, for his clothes, that perfume was still on the clothes. 
in the midst of the process of death, there is the fragrance of life. (laughs) There's the fragrance of worship. There's the fragrance of worship. Why? Because he is worthy of the worship. He wasn't just a regular man. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. But somehow Judas lost perspective of that. He lost perspective of that. He changed his masters. Instead of Jesus being his master, money became his master somewhere along the way. But here's a woman worshiping him. I mean, can you imagine your brother was dead, now he's alive. What can you give Jesus? What do you have that you can give to Jesus that would be equal to your brother? There's nothing. There's, there's no money on earth. There's nothing on earth, but, but she gave her best because that's what worship does. Giving maximum, giving it all, you know. And somebody asked me a long time ago, what's the cost of following Jesus? What will it cost me? Everything. Everything. And guess what? It's nothing. It's everything, but it's nothing. It's nothing compared to what we get back. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to eternal life, compared to the glories of heaven, compared to... Come on, compared to the mansion he's preparing for us, compared to the glorified bodies that we will receive, it's nothing, nothing. It's everything, but it's yet nothing. So the worship, fragrance of worship. So I want us to understand that worship is not singing songs. It's an attitude of the heart. It's a, it's a brokenness. It's a consecration. You know, because before she broke open that, and the reason she had to, because it was sealed. So that to protect that expensive perfume, it was sealed. So she broke open the seal. And the Bible says that we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. So, but we have to break open that seal in a sense to pour out. Pour out what's been poured into us. The Bible says, the, the, listen, listen, the love of God has been shed abroad, poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So he's poured his love into us. And we're just out of that love that's been poured into us. We're pouring back on him. But you have to break open your heart. You have to break open your life to pour on him. Pour on him. Pour on him. We love him because he first loved us. We didn't even know what love was. And God proved us his love. Proving his love. For us in this, that while we were yet sinners, enemies of God, lost, separated from him, dead in our trespasses, Christ died for us to make us alive. And not just to make us alive, but to also raise us up and to seat us in heavenly places together with him in Christ Jesus, that we're seated in heavenly places. Think about that. We're seated together how close are you to the Father? You just, just right there. He's not out there somewhere. Oh, he's right there. You're right there. You, you are right there. The Father is right there. You're seated right by the throne. That's how close you already are. And when you get a revelation of that, 
And it makes it so much easier for you to enter in. So I, I found that a lot of people have trouble worshiping because they don't have revelation. But, but worship is really a response to revelation. When you see him as he really is. When you see Jesus as he truly, really is, then you cannot help yourself. You can't help but worship him. You don't, she didn't see the 300 denarii. She wasn't thinking 300 denarii. Judas was. She wasn't. And if she realized it was 300 denarii, she might have thought, man, this is nothing. So she's here thinking this is nothing compared to Jesus. Here's Judas thinking, oh, this is a lot. Wow. So worship. Say this after me. The love of God has been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit whom he has given me. And out of that overflow, out of what's already on the inside of me, I pour onto him that fragrance of worship, adoration. I magnify him. I love on him. I honor him. I can only love him because he loved me first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's, that's what worship is. Everything is worship. Giving is worship. And when you sing in worship, then you're not just singing a song. It's not a performance. It's worship. You're breaking open your heart and pouring out of your heart the love of God, lavishing love on Him. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.